Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RLT or the Real Life Tips podcast. That was Leon doing the introduction for us. Please hit us up on the comments, guys. Let us know what you think. Leon just bought his first guitar. Well, not his first guitar, but he just bought a guitar for the first time in how many years, Leon? 30 years, man. Or maybe, no, I've given away my age now. I was six when I started, so 29. Uh, 29 years, man, since I've played. And uh, yeah, you kind of inspired me. You play extremely well. We'll put you on the spot one day because now you have to live up to what I just said. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my first little lesson that I took. And um, yeah, some of the chords came back to me. And let me know what you think. I mean, I think for one day that was pretty cool. Yeah, Leon, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, we thought it best to change up the introduction a little bit. And uh, yeah, Leon has his new guitar. So we thought that what's, what's a better way to start off the show with his brand new guitar and guiding us or taking us through his very first lesson. So I've very much enjoyed that, Leon. I'm looking forward to jamming with you, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sometime soon, hopefully. I mean, I can, I can do Born in the USA, only that part. And I think that's, that's already quite good. But um, I think we're going to be able to see from the statistics after the show, you know, if people listen past two minutes then I weren't I wasn't that bad, you know. But if people's if if people hopped off the show at like twenty seconds, we know it was really terrible. And then I'll take on something else like I don't know, uh, you know, trumpets or something like that. No, I think uh, our listeners would definitely appreciate it just as much as I appreciate it, Leon. Um we just had a little bit of a jam session before we kicked off tonight's session. So uh, I thought it best, yeah, let's let's include some of that in the show and let you guys hear you know, what Leon is, is busy with at the moment. I think we had this episode a couple of weeks ago, Leon, where we spoke about investing in yourself. Mm. And, you know, it's so important when it comes to investing in yourself, taking out a little bit of money and investing that in either your skills, your appearance, or even the hobbies that you partake mm. into as well. Mm. And you've, you've done that. I mean... <laughs> We had this chat the other night. I wasn't sure if you were serious that you were really actually going to commit to buying a guitar and teaching yourself and going through the courses and all of that. But I think it's awesome. I, I mean, dude, you're in your 30s and usually people look at that and they say, you know what, I'm in my 30s. No. There's absolutely no way you can teach this old dog new tricks. And uh, <laughs> you just took it upon yourself to, to just do that for yourself. I mean, are you looking to become a rock star or are you just doing this? Look, I mean, all I heard there is that you called me an old dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> compared to me, compared to yeah, me. No, sure. Um, no, absolutely not. Um, this has just always been a hobby that I wanted to um, take on. I know how challenging it is. I absolutely know what's lying ahead. But I'm I'm going to be a campfire guitar guitarist, you know. I'm really not going to try and like do anything significant. Um, it's really just something that I've always enjoyed. And especially, you know, if you're having a little bit of a barbecue at your house and everyone's laid back and someone whips out a guitar and starts playing a few 
um, cover songs that's like easy to listen to and everyone knows the words. There's just nothing cooler than that, you know. Um, and I've always just thought that guitarists in general are like the coolest people on earth. I mean, I'm quite a muser. Thank you. Thank you. I, no, I can't say <laughs> muser. There's gonna, there's going to be musers on the show listening potentially, but not a muser. But I've, I just really enjoy my rock and roll music, and always wanted to be able to at least play one of those instruments. So I thought about drums, um, but that's extremely loud, and where I stay right now. I won't be able to do that. I think it's going to be just way too disturbing to everyone. Um, and also, that's not something... Unless you, unless you stay in the middle of nowhere on a plot or yes. on a farm somewhere. Exactly. I don't think that's ever going to be an option for anyone. And I can't bring that <laughs> to the... Or you've got a dedicated studio. Yeah. I, can't, I can't bring that to the campfire. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah. a bit of a mission. So, yeah, I mean, me and Marna had a chat around this. He played a couple of songs the other day. Marna is quite a guitarist himself and played a few songs and I just felt jealous immediately. Like, holy crap, I need to get into that as well. Um, and I just decided, you know, we talk about diving in and doing things. If you really know that it's going to be worth your while and that it's for yourself and that it's actually going to be a building, like a positive thing that's building towards you. Um, then you should actually just do it, just pull the trigger. It's not as if a guitar is that expensive. Um, the biggest currency that I'm currently giving up is time, you know, the time to find uh, in order to practice, um, which is the biggest challenge. So, but yeah, I mean, as you can hear, I'm already quite fluent in the born of the USA. Um, but <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Dude, you got your guitar, what, like two days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I got it. I, like a day I got ago. it yesterday. So got it yesterday. I did one class that's insane. today. Um, but yeah, that song is stupid easy. I mean, if I, if we had a video now, I think people would be like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's literally two chords. But still, I just felt that's worthy of an intro to the show today. You know what? I couldn't hear the difference between the real song and, and you playing Leon. So I think no, you I did think an extremely I, good job. I did way so. better, um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, so if you guys are, are on our Facebook page, please go over there. Uh, we're going to post this episode and uh, there's going to be a short preview to it. Go ahead, head over to the comments section. Drop us the comments on whatever you thought about the the introduction, the short clip played by Leon. I think I quite enjoyed it. So anyways, Leon, we have to get into the topic for tonight. Yes. And I think we've got another very good one uh, planned out for the night here. And we're hoping to you know, really just um, bring some more insight to you guys. So why don't you lead us into the topic here, Leon? Yeah, man, I'm, this is again a topic that I'm extremely passionate about. This is one of my favorite hobbies of all time. And it's got to do with reading. And tonight's topic is about, you know, leaders are readers uh, or readers are leaders, whichever way you want to look at it. But basically what oh, yeah. it comes down to is the fact that the more information you consume, the more you are ready to take on the world and obviously know about a lot of stuff, which puts you in a better position to be successful at many different things. Um, and we're specifically going to look at a different angle as well with regards to reading paperback versus reading by listening to audiobooks and there's pros and cons to both there's uh, science behind both we're going to explore those topics i'm not for or against either one i prefer reading on a paperback of course that's the original way i feel to do it um, but i also find myself in time pickles from time to time and you know being able to just 
pop in an airplane, put the headsets on and listen to an Audible or uh, even Blinkist. I mean, these guys are doing a phenomenal job of putting very impactful business books and stuff like that, very factual books into very short steps. Um, and it's extremely, extremely good for your, um, let's call it, growth and mental capacity and skill sets and stuff like that to actually get behind reading. So that's what the topic is about tonight. Um, Marnu, I want to actually ask, so obviously when me and you met, um, obviously working at the same company and such, you know, reading was one of those things that you were not that into. Of course, everyone mm. understands. It's again, it's like smoking versus not smoking. Everyone understands that reading is good. Um, but what was it specifically about reading that put you off? Um, or at least prevented you from actually picking up a book? I think it was because in school you were always forced to read a book and it was never ever the fun books, you know. It was never really informative. It was just sort of like a waste of time. You have to get through the book to in order to actually take some test or something like that. Very true. Uh, if it wasn't that, that type of reading for language, it was always the type of reading you're studying. Mm. And that wasn't fun. I really, really absolutely hated studying. Uh, there was nothing fun about it. So, and, and my mom, if she was on the show, she could have absolutely backed me on this, is that I never used to study. I studied the night before. And uh, surprisingly enough, I did okay. Well, I did quite well to you know make it through matric and everything. But I, I really bunked school a lot. I really didn't spend a lot of time on studying because I absolutely despise reading. Now, I don't know if this is something to like, I've heard of people you know, being dyslexic and stuff like I don't mm. really like I don't know if there's a test for that. Is there a way to 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 but it sounds way you know more intense than what I'm experiencing. I just absolutely like I can read okay, but I just absolutely don't enjoy it unless the content is really good and uh, unless the context is there as well. So if it's something that interests me, I don't have a problem reading it. I just find that I get really tired. And I think more recently, I asked myself this question, funny enough, mm -hmm. and I thought about it and I thought, you know, maybe it's something to do with, maybe my, there's a problem with my eyes, so maybe I should get my eyes tested, maybe my eyes get tired, and that's why it feels like so, so much effort getting through uh, a sentence or a, a paragraph and all of that. So I got myself some reading glasses. I must say it does make a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. But now it's the competing habit between... You know, having the habit of listening to audio the whole time versus now needing to get back into the reading to see if the glasses makes a difference and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I suppose that's sort of where it started. It's just school, dating back to school and being forced to do something that you absolutely had no interest in doing and reading stuff. So that's sort of where it started. Yeah, I completely get that. Look, I mean, I think... And again, I'm not anti-school. I'm surrounded by teachers. My wife, my uh, mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my own mother all work within the schooling and, and, and um, teaching realm. But sometimes I feel like certain subjects that are supposed to aid you into a specific field actually detract from that and actually make it a job. And as soon as you make it a job, in the sense, obviously, make it a subject that you need to pass exams about and putting all that pressure on mm. the topic... It ruins it for a lot of people. Um, I completely agree. High school reading and understanding Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet and all the books we did in school, I didn't even enjoy that. Um, I, I probably got better at it than some of the kids in school just because I was able to get through the books and read them. 
Um, but I still didn't find that as the type of books that I enjoy reading, um, which again makes the whole hobby extremely, extremely um, horrible. And it almost kind of makes you feel like now I don't want to read anymore because this is like the worst reading I've ever done. And again, I'm not saying mm. anything about people that enjoy reading, um, you know, Shakespeare stuff and so on. I'm just a lot more factual and I like, um, you know, factual books. I did do a lot of fictional reading um, when I was younger and there's so many different extremely good fictional books that I enjoyed reading. But as I grew older and I wanted to explore um, how far I can take skill sets and, and learning new things and understanding about the world and how many different things function, I just like to learn new things. I like to know a, a little about a lot. Um, is what I always say. Obviously, mm. in my profession, I can zero in on a few things that I know a lot about um, because it's your profession, but I like to know a little about a lot of things. And the best way to do that is through reading. And I just found it as an extremely um, positive and efficient way to get through time when time was still a currency that was um, you know, very much available. Obviously, when I got older and I got mm. married and there were kids and there was responsibilities and so on, I had to really start putting reading on a back burner at some stage. And I went down in my volume and, uh, you know, the consumption of reading that I could take in. And I promise you, it was actually the less I read, it felt like this um, anchor that was dragging me back. It really felt like there was something missing, profoundly missing in my life that I absolutely need to get back to and even now i'm still clawing back at um, the amount of reading that i feel for myself is sufficient in keeping um, up to date with all the different topics in the world with regards to business and psychology and um, leadership and management and all those kind of things all the different things that i'm specifically interested in um I also really enjoy biography reading, you know, just finding out what others what others did to get where they were. You know what? There was something interesting that I actually came across, and I think this sort of like cleared it up for me as well in that same regard, is a great guy by the name of Carl Jung actually said something, and I'm going to paraphrase here, uh, but he said something around the lines of knowledge is only retained when context is linked to pre-existing content. Mm -hmm. At first, I couldn't, I didn't really understand, but then he explained it a little further. So he said something around the lines of you only retain knowledge when not when you when you consume new content. That's not how you build knowledge. That's not how you retain information. That's not how you find something interesting. You only find something interesting and retain that knowledge when the context is linked to pre-existing content. Okay, so I'm going to put that into an example and that's probably going to clear a lot of things up for you. And, and it makes a lot of sense, you know, because what you're saying is exactly the same thing. It's you only learn once you start reading stuff that is of interest to you That's that you true. can link to some that you can put into context so in a real life example i mean i can go and i can read an entire book on psychology yeah. But that's not really going to teach me anything because I don't have context Which to place it in. And yeah, you won't consume it. Exactly. I'm not going to consume I'm not going to retain mm -hmm. that information in my mind as long as I would have if I had to go and read a book about 
IT or yeah. cybersecurity or uh, you know, any, any other field that interests me because I've got so much context to convert that around. There's also another thing that, you know, I'm not sure how true it is, but like I could probably agree on that is that people think in pictures, not in words. Some do, so yes. hence visual represent. Yeah, exactly. So visual representation is obviously a better way of consuming information as mm, well. Mm. So in that case there, it's saying that you have some information that you're hearing, some information that you're seeing, and the visual representation put it puts it into context as well. And that's really how information is. So it's it's so interesting, Liam, because for me as well, it's not really saying that it's difficult for me to read. I absolutely don't mind reading now. And I found this out when I started reading some lighter books, if you want to yeah. call it that. Um, I started reading reading content that had a lot of context around it that I can relate to that I don't mind pushing through. But here's another example. One of the books that you read, and I mean, you you actually read quite a lot more than I do, uh, was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. And Tell us a little bit about that book, and then we'll we'll get into the into the content here. But yeah, yeah, you're quite right. So it really does 100% depend on, on the book and whether that book takes to you. So you just mentioned, like in high school, if you had to go and read Hamlet and all the different, you know, William Shakespeare stuff. Obviously, there's guys out there that still get that in uh, that type of um, writing and that era of writing. I'm not that kind of reader. I'll say that straight up. Mm. I'm not an academic type of reader. And you get academic and academia type of readers. I know a few of them that absolutely value the skill that goes into writing that kind of literature. I'm not like that. I just pretty much read because I want to learn more. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Napoleon Hill's book um, about Think and Grow Rich. And that's one of those books that's it's probably still one of i assume one of the top selling um business minded books or let's say mm. um uh, financial and economical books ever written right you know between kiyosaki and him i think it's a close race and it's just such a difficult read <laughs> you know it's mm. just it's it's <laughs> it's it's written in and i completely forget the date so forgive me but it's written a hell of a long time ago and it was written in very old school English. It was written very, very um, factually and close to the line of, you know, using the correct terminologies and all those kind of things and just a tough read, you know, and no matter how important that book is and how big of a statement it's made on so many people's lives. And still now, if you want to talk business and you speak to other business people, and you haven't read Napoleon Hill, they kind of <laughs> disvalue you, you know, they think that you don't really know what you talk <laughs> about. But it's just a book. And I remember I introduced this book to you as well. And you confirmed because I thought maybe I'm just a lazy reader. And I just need to be able to, <laughs> yeah. you know, have, I enjoy reading that's easy um, on the ear, but that's impactful, you know, so a good example, for example, is, um, Simon Sinek's books, you know, if you if you think about mm. um, starts with why and you know leaders eat last and so on, all of his books are profoundly impactful, but written modernly, modernly and in a way that I can easily listen to it and consume the information. So that's the first thing. So first thing is the first um, impact that we need to make today is that reading is extremely important. 
Reading is something yep. that will propel you forward. There is a ton of information out there just waiting for your brain to absorb. And you might find yourself going down an alleyway in reading that will change your life. And it's definitely been the case for me in many circumstances and in many different examples. And we'll talk about that later. But reading is extremely important. Secondly, in order to enjoy reading, you need to find out what works for you and what you enjoy. If you enjoy romance, um, you know, those uh, soft porn books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fictional and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You, we know exactly what book you're referring exactly, to. I know. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> I'm I sure our listeners know like as well. 25 Shades of Blue or what was, was it? <laughs> Some, something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you enjoy those kind of books, 100% go for it. It still puts your brain into gear and it still enhances your brain and, and improves your capacity of mm. your brain and how easy you can absorb information, your long-term memory retention, short-term memory retention, all those things. There's so many different, obviously, um, you know, obvious health um, benefits to reading. But if that's your vibe, that's your vibe. If you want to um, read about fictional stuff and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, I've read most of their stuff or most of those books as well. Extremely, extremely fun reading. I mean, those are books that I like to take to holidays and stuff like that because then I don't want to go on heavy, um, you know, um, reading around mm. uh, business and stuff like that. So absolutely, there's a book out there for every single human being. I still remember there was a book, Heart of Darkness, that's the book that got me into reading when I was a kid. It was an English book. We did it in Standard 7, which would be, I think, 16 or 15 years old. And it was Heart of Darkness. And I still remember that it was about this kid that goes into a cave and finds a whole new different realm. And that book set me up for life. Look, I did the goosebump reading mm. and everything like others did in school. And that was cool. Um, it was like more of the same every single book. But that specific book just set me on a path of understanding, um, listen, there's really, really good books out there. And from a fictional perspective, and I would, I think a lot of the fiction, fiction readers listening now would agree, you, you can lose yourself in those books entirely. And it's mm. not like a movie where it happens so fast. By the time you feel emotionally involved in the movie, it's all done. This, these books, mm. you can actually go back and you can read again and you can stop and think about it and put your mind in that place. So it's, it's just such an amazing experience, some of these books. Um, so yeah, those are the, th the two things that I want to enforce right now. Leaders are readers. You have to read. It's important. It really brings about a lot of, it can bring about a lot of good things in your life. And secondly, in order to read, if you hate reading, I know a lot of people hate reading or a lot of people don't see why people like it. Find something that you really enjoy. Mm, the third mm. thing that we're going to go into now is the interesting topic of audio versus paperback. And I think you're yeah. the right person to start us down that road. Absolutely. And I think just before we get started down that road, one thing I wanted to just touch on on what you mentioned there and why books have this effect on you. And, I, and this is also something I read somewhere or probably didn't even read. I probably heard this somewhere on a, on a podcast or on an audiobook or something. Um, but books have such a significant impact on your life, primarily because 
You can actually submerge yourself into the thought process, into each and every little bit of detail, as you mentioned, of the writer, where the writer can transplant his entire universe and every single thing he felt, every single thing he saw, he smelled. So there's so many senses that come into that and you actually just can get such a better picture of what their mindset was like at the time in that specific scenario. It just captures the situation so much better and you can convey a much deeper sense of message through 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 books and i think that's amazing i think that's why a lot of books resonate with us it's why a lot of uh, books make such a massive massive difference and it's why a lot of these books hold up for centuries mm. and why people are still you know reading them uh, things like napoleon hill i think i don't even know i'm not even gonna try and guess when his books were written and they still hold up there are still people buying them there are still people actually reading them and enjoying them as well so yeah absolutely Leanne. i think that um getting into the content of today paperback versus audio uh i think it's something that is long overdue the, this discussion between you and me i thought it best for us to have this fully online recorded in the studio for the very first time we've never had this chat we've sort of like scraped the surface in the past on which is better and you've got your opinion i've got my opinion but now more recently it feels like our opinions are sort of like merging Uh, you're exploring (laughs) the audiobook world and all that and you always used to make so much fun of me for listening to audiobooks, you're always like, yeah, I come to you and I'm like, yeah, I just read this cool book. And you're like, oh, did you read it on audiobook or Audible? or?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was just so demeaning. But at the same time, now more recently, you came to the agreement of saying, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot and I'm going to see what this is all about, yeah. this Audible or listening to audiobooks as opposed to reading them because you just can't find the time to sit down and actually read them. So I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, exploration of the topic, Leon. Mm. And the first thing that I want to start off with is, of course, number one, we understand that I have an issue reading. I absolutely despise reading unless it's something interesting, but even then it's heavy. It's really, really tough mm. for me to to dedicate myself to reading i promise you where some people and i know this because my girlfriend reads a lot uh, i bought her this really awesome uh i think probably six thousand page <laughs> book for <laughs> christmas <laughs> not really no i just checked the ratings and i was like oh yeah everyone's freaking out about this book let like, me buy it and it was like some busy for a few months yeah and it, it was pretty much <laughs> all of the twilight episodes uh, and movies and everything combining to one book and it was like six thousand pages she finished it with like under a month yeah i was like how do you do that? i don't understand because for me, sometimes it takes half a year to get through like a little thin 300 no, page, you know, so <laughs> it's tough for me. It's really, really hectic. Um, I mean, reading for me is, is difficult, even if I do find the right sort of content to read up on and all that. So that's why I actually started out with this audio book or um, your know, podcasting journey. I actually started listening to podcasts way before I started reading. Um, I'm a little bit ashamed to <laughs> to even admit that to anyone. But I mean, it's it's just one of those things that podcasting made sense to me because I can listen to it in the car. Mm. I can listen to it when I'm at the gym. I can listen to it while I'm busy cooking and all of that stuff. And I'm learning things every single day and it's making a difference in my life. So let me try out an audiobook, And that just had, uh, it just made a lot more sense for me. So it's not that I ha- I initially had a preference. It's just that one made a little bit more sense to me yeah. than the other did. 
Yeah, I completely get that. So you're quite right. I mean, when we started talking about reading and those kind of things and you spoke about Audible, I mean, I think a lot of purist readers still kind of look down on Audible and Blinkist and the likes. And it's purely because reading is like an age old thing. And I think a lot of people are trying to preserve, um, you know, that culture about reading and paper book and paperback and being at a shop and going through the shop and that's that's still something I even enjoy you know is to go into a proper bookshop go grab a few titles from there go sit in the coffee area have a couple of you know go through the forward see what it's like and you know that whole culture is something that I think paperback readers are trying to protect and that's pretty much Mm. it I mean for me, when, when you started talking about Audible and I was like, yeah, but that's, you know, that's copying out. That's like the easy way, you know, that's just, you know, <laughs> sitting in the car, driving robot to robot, listening to a guy talk. Um, you know, th- there's no, it doesn't feel that accomplished when you're done with it. Like when you, when you read a book and I mean, you mentioned earlier that you feel so close to the, re- the writer and this is true. Um, mm. You literally feel separated by the pencil you put on paper to that writer you can Mm. feel his emotion way better than the movies afterwards portray and i think many of you that's read you know lord of the rings and um harry potter or twilight or whatever your your poison is would agree that the books and the, the movies are quite different and the movies usually don't do the books justice even though they might do the audience justice they don't necessarily do the actual readers that's read through the books that much justice. In some cases, they do a very good job. Um, but in a lot of cases, they have to change it because they have to make it commercial. They have to make it you know, acceptable to a wider audience and so on. Mm, so they get mm, rid of a mm. lot of the maybe specific nuances and stuff in the book that's too intimate to explain in, in, in a movie. Um, so that's another thing. And then from an audio book perspective, and again, I'm not picking on Audible. I'm just talking about Audible because I'm an Audible listener now myself. We'll get into that <laughs> yeah. later. Um, but... It just feels like the easy way to consume books. And I kind of, again, for me, it feels like you you miss the culture about getting the book, feeling the pages, touching it, brushing through it, reading, smelling the paper, sitting on a chair intentionally, focusing and going through the book, right? That's still you're, in you're my way p- too sentimental <laughs> no, but i promise you there's people listening that agree for me for me it's all about the knowledge contained inside yeah, i don't really no, care you, you, look it's it's really really cool to have the book and to page through it the one thing sorry i just cut in there but i want to just um, mention this as well one of the things that i will agree on is that having a paperback is absolutely a lot better for me in the sense of you can go back and you can quickly revisit a chapter and uh, you can do a quick review on that. That's something that that you, you can never give to an audio book. Um, so yeah, yeah. Look, that even that's too practical. I mean, I get why that would be <laughs> like your one standout feature from a book. I mean, that's probably the worst standout feature ever. But you know, for me, it's literally like curling the pages. You know, putting the little dog ear pages in there. Um, you know, oh, no. and then you 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 borrow a book from your mother or your friend or whatever, and you can still see the little dog ears in there from where they got to the book and stuff. It's just a culture. It's a thing. It's just a thing. And you lose all of that with an audio book. Um, that's why I prefer, if I have the choice, I prefer paperback, right? 
But now I'm going to obviously throw a spanner in, in the work. So life gets busy. All right. Stuff like yeah. COVID happens. Uh, you start working from home. <laughs> you start marrying your wife and your work life all in the same go. <laughs> and you get kids and you've got dogs and all these little breathing things that need food and needs to stay alive. And you just don't get time to read. Read is a very time-consuming hobby. Uh, no matter mm -hmm. what you read, it's not really the length of the book. It's the amount of time you want to spend a week reading, whether it's a long or a short book. That time that you spend doesn't really change. Well, especially if you're like me. I mean, I think I read like five words a minute or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe not five. Maybe like 15 words. I really, really... I'm a, I'm a slow reader and I think that's one of the things that frustrates me. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, that, no, I agree. that is also something that I think that strikes every reader out there. I think every reader will... Um, kind of relate to that so uh, even myself when I read paperback sometimes I find myself not being able to really concentrate on the pages um, and afterwards looking back and thinking yeah I need to go through that chapter again because I didn't really actively read um, but still the point is that life gets extremely busy and I'm at that stage now and then I go and you know take on guitar lessons as if I don't have enough things <laughs> to do um, but that I don't really find time, at least in a convenient space anymore, to really invest in books. I still do paperback all the time when I have time, but now it goes extremely slowly. So to kind of fill in the blank area or to fill in the void that I have in my reading, I have chosen to go audible. Uh, quite recently, actually, I've only gone through I've only gone through one book so far. And I have really been immensely surprised about how effective it's been for me. Now, before I go into my experience with audiobooks, maybe you should start with, you've got a lot more experience with the audiobooks because that's kind of been your poison of choice since the beginning, even though I was kind of, you know, looking down upon you like you're a fake reader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... Um, Tell us a little bit about audiobooks. What is it? And, what, you know, just there might be people that don't even maybe have exposure to that. And why do you choose that as an, uh, you know, uh, an alternative? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at the beginning with that, Leon. Uh, I started with, with podcasts, as I mentioned. Podcasts were very interesting for me because there was so much to learn, so much that I could apply to my own life. Uh, but what I did find with a lot of podcasts is that people don't really, they, there's a lot of talking, you know, before they get to the gold and stuff. Um, and that's just the nature of the business. It's the nature of how podcasts are put together and all that kind of stuff. It should be a fun experience and all that. For me, I had, I went through these, these, uh, I used to call them sprint weeks where I used to push in a lot of knowledge. I was focused on absorbing an immense amount of knowledge on an ongoing basis. So I wanted to get to the gold as quick and as easy as possible. And for me, the best way to do that was to get a book that's relevant, get a book that's relatable, something that I'm busy focusing on right now. So if it was my uh, real estate stuff, then I would mm. get a real estate book and I would jump into that as opposed to listening to uh, real estate podcasts and stuff. 
because you just learn so much more and you know, especially with short amounts of time. So sometimes you'll be driving to the shop, that's 10 minutes. Um, sometimes you'll be um, you're quickly cooking up or making yourself a sandwich or something during lunchtime and you want to chow that sandwich. For me, that's like a 20 minute exercise of making it and chowing it, you know, and then I'm back to work. So I've got a, you know, so, so little time in my day to, to dedicate towards consuming knowledge for personal growth mm. that I wanted to make the most of it. And I found that I could get a lot more knowledge from an audiobook than I would listening to an entire conversation and people discussing the topic and all of that kind of stuff before they get to you know action steps and or or, or even just things that you know, are applicable to my life and all of that. So that's sort of where it started. Uh, I also found that I wanted to deep dive into a topic a little bit more, into a specific subject a little bit more. So in some cases, you listen to a podcast and it sounds really cool or they hit on something gold. Um, and like, let's take the real estate again, you know, for, for instance. So for real estate, it was one of those things that I wanted to learn more about, but I wanted to have a more structured approach. I wanted to sort of study it without studying it because it's not something that I'm going to go and write an exam on. It's something that I have to apply to my own life. So I want to understand the principles and all that. So I wanted a more structured approach, a more in-depth view of that specific subject. And that's why I got into audiobooks. And uh, that's one of the main reasons because of the you know, time limitations and the, you know, the, the ratio between time and amount of knowledge that one can consume. Uh, and I honestly just couldn't get myself into reading as much as I would to you know, listen to an audiobook. Mm. I could listen to an audiobook at least once a day. I could read maybe once a month. <laughs> and even then, I only get through like 12 pages or maybe 20 if I'm really pushing through it. Uh, and it's difficult. So it's, it's really, really tough for me. That's one of the things that got me into it. The other thing that got me into it was, uh, you know, I've read some, actually, no, I listened to a podcast that was the Zig Ziglar show. And he mentioned his whole philosophy is around automotive university. I think you call it rolling university or something like that. I don't know what he calls it. Something like automotive university. And it's the ability for one to use the dead time in your day, the, the time that you have to spend on doing certain tasks, but you don't, you can't necessarily um, multitask it with things like reading. So take for instance, driving. You drive to work, let's say 30 minutes um, to the office, 30 minutes back. In some other cases, some people drive an hour to work, an hour back. That's two hours out of your day that that's wasted yeah. on listening to Listen to the radio. I mean, a lot of you guys will relate to this because this is probably why you got into audio, well, into podcasts in the first place anyways. Yeah. So what I would do in, in those cases is I would say, you know, as opposed to buying a book that's like 300, 400 pages and taking, spending the next six months on getting through it and consuming that knowledge, I would spend two hours a day listening to that audiobook and maybe it's about six hours long maybe it's eight hours long and then you know within a couple of days i'm done i'm done with that that book and there's so much so the ratio just you know increases or decreases with regards to how you consume that so those are the two main points as to why i prefer audio yeah. as above paperback look um to just fill in upon your story and then i want to actually come to a bit of science around this um and the science might be shocking it was shocking for me actually i think it was a little bit disappointing for me but life gets too busy to really get all of your reading in 
And you're very right. I mean, we spoke in one of our episodes, I forget the number, about my journey with uh, fitness now, and it's been going well, by the way. Um, And I just, you know, being on the treadmill, you spend, you maybe burn through half an hour. I now do an hour worth of cardio at least three times a week on the treadmill. And I decided, you know, this is a really good time to maybe consume some books. And I went and um, got myself Jocko Willink and uh, Leif Babin's book, um, Ultimate, uh, sorry, Extreme Ownership. Extremely good Mm, book. Yeah. Um, Absolutely good book. So it's one of the top rated books. Hence the reason I took it. It's recited by them. So the entire book is narrated by them as the writers of the book. And it was extremely engaging. And I mean, I promise you, I got through that book. It's a very lengthy book as well. I got through that book within about two and a half weeks or whatever of on and off listening. And I really enjoyed the experience. And because it was the type of exercise that does not involve a lot of mental health, uh, <laughs> mental health, um, mental capability, like changing weights or whatever. So, you know, me and Marnie have spoken about this as well. You know, depending on the type of exercise, you might lack a little bit of concentration. But if you're on a treadmill or a bicycle or something that's kind of just the same repetitive action, listening is very very effective i actually found it a little bit more effective i i I really don't want to admit this but i found it more effective than reading because with reading it's kind of an effort to really stay on top of it and really consume everything that you're putting in but i just i found that i would i had this extreme clarity about listening to the content whilst doing exercising and that's just one example that's just what worked for me um money just spoke about driving to work now you might think that you know you 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 know um handling a big vehicle and you need to change gears if you're uh, you know a stick driver you need to brake you need to speed up all that kind of stuff and that's going to detract from your um you know concentration and you might not consume as much I don't really think whether that's such a big factor. I don't see that really Mm. balancing out as, you know, a big reason for not using that absolutely pointless time in the car or for some of our listeners, maybe on a train or whatever public transport, not just listening to something that's going to obviously enhance your your, um, knowledge. Now, when mm. it and I want to get to the science because I see that we are running towards the end of the episode. Here's the funny thing. So there were a few studies done on this. The two biggest studies that was done on this was by the University of California by a psychology professor called Matthew Traxler, and the other one was done by they just call the. <laughs> Um, them or this person Rogowski so she basically put her assumptions to the test which was that you know listening to audiobooks is cheating you know that there's going to be a lot more um, consumption based and knowledge retention from reading paperback which is kind of the I would say the group that I found myself in as well so what she did is she started by putting one group in a um, area that just listened to a section about World War II she took a, another group and put them behind the actual reading material. And then she just, for good measure, took a third group that had a combination. So half reading, half listening to the same material. They all took a quiz at the end of the event. And lo and behold, what do you think was the results, Mona? Who do you think knew the most about the content? The paperback? No. <laughs> <laughs> it came out unconclusive. They all had more or less marginally exactly the same results. 
So there was a second study, um, like I said, University of California, psychology professor Matthew Traxler. He found that the mental machinery required to understand and retain information remains fairly much the same, irrespective of whether it's heard or read material. And he did the same kind of test and got the same conclusion, that there was hardly any difference between the audio listeners and the physical readers uh, of the same material. Wow. He did admit that there's a difference between how your brain processes reading versus uh, listening. But however, that the machinery, as I mentioned before, the mental machinery required to understand and retain the information still stays, still stays the same. Hence, the results <laughs> stayed the same. So That's that, was, that was for me the point of saying, okay, cool. I don't need to necessarily feel bad about the fact that I've given in to listening to some Audible between all my paperback reading. <laughs> Not to say that I'm going to get rid of paperback, but the impact of both kind of seems to be the same. You, you still make it sound like it's only the skivvies that listen to audiobooks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you'll see, you know. This is this is very interesting to me, Lian, and I'm really, really glad that we're having this chat now. And uh, again, you're bringing your other research into it, and it's something that I've always wondered it's, about. It's, it's like petrol. It's like petrol heads versus electric cars. Yeah, they're both good, and we well, know that it's all gonna go towards electric. It's muscle cars soon. versus supercars, or yeah, or, you know, it's you know, it's, it's Harley Davidsons versus superbikes. No, it's not that close. It's not that close. It's like literally it? electric cars <laughs> versus muscle cars. You know, I think we need to. We have to watch. We're gonna have to watch the comment section on this one because I'm. We're gonna have a lot of people in my team. That agrees that paperback okay. is the way to go because of the cultural thing. Yeah, let's call it officially. So if you guys prefer paperback, if you prefer audiobooks, no, let us know. Um, hit us up on the comments in uh, on our Facebook page on this episode preview that we're going to be posting as well. Uh, let us know what is better for you. Um, before we before we get it to the real life tips section, actually no, I think let's get into the real yeah, life sure. tips section, Lian. And um, I'm actually going to phrase it a little bit different, and I'm going to open it up with a question to you: um, paperback and audiobook, the difference. But let's let's fa- focus on paperback real quick for yeah. those who still prefer paperback. What is the best way for you to go and procure those? Um, I know that you you obviously quite sentimental with the feeling, the touching, the mm. seeing, and all mm. that stuff. Do you still buy it in store? Do you buy it online? Obviously, I'm talking pre-COVID, pre-lockdown, mm. all of that kind of stuff, and and coming out of that, not just in this period. Of course, everything is now you know online order, get it delivered, and all of that kind of stuff. What is your preference between okay. the two, and why? It's actually a very good question, and again, it comes down to the. I would say the culture and the love for the whole paperback genre and the you know that world and that landscape. Primarily, I still go to my favorite bookstores and I go and buy my books from a bookstore and I support the bookstores. Um, the reason I do that is because, come on, let's be honest, the online shopping experience with guys like Amazon and now they brought out Audible and here in South Africa, we've got a company mm. called Take A Lot where you can literally buy anything. They drop it off within a day. In uh, I believe in Amazon in the US, you can get stuff in like a few hours. It's, it's mm. killing these guys, right? And I hate that because there's nothing mm. quite like having a few hours of time on your hands, going to your local bookstore, grabbing a coffee, getting a few paperbacks, reading through the you know forwards and discussing with... Uh, you know what the book is about and so on and just spending some time with these books with the people there 
um, talking, even though it's like a library. There's something about that life that is an absolute culture that I don't like to let go of. That said, I just want to mention, that said, I have bought online based on excessively good reviews and the books being on special that would be the only reason i buy online is because i can get the book sometimes that's that's exactly the reason i'm asking though is because and this is why i want to lead this into the real life tips Mm. section is because you know for people going to bookstores and all that i really want to understand though is it even worth it do you just have a look at the front cover you page through it and you you make your buying decision on that for me it's a lot better just buying online if i were to go and purchase Mm, anything mm. because of the ratings the reviews all of that kind of stuff that makes a big difference there you go with your practicality so if you (laughs) so if you go in store what you say is that you you already know what you're buying or you're making your decision in store when, you, when you go in store, you use your heart and not just your mind, if you understand okay. what I mean. So it's a lot more of an emotional yeah. connection with the book. Um, and you okay. see other people there and you're all in that like zone phase of book nerds, <laughs> if you understand what I mean. Like it's, it's, it's like a comic con for, for readers. Um, yeah. So you can't compare it. Um, at the end of the day again like i said i don't want to say that i've never bought books online i've absolutely bought books online you get them very cheap sometimes sometimes you can buy a Mm -hmm. whole um you know range of uh or or a specific season or series of books at like a specific price that you can never get in store Uh, so i've done that before but my preferred method is to absolutely visit the stores walk around see what it's all about ask about the books sit, read them, drink a nice cup of coffee. That's just a. It's such a nice. It sounds amazing. Outing. Sounds like you've got you've got the lifestyle of a movie star, Leon. <laughs> no ways. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had that kind of time, but I suppose you can do that on weekends. All right. So what I want to do is I want to head up into the into the tips section. So let's kick off a couple of tips from my side. I think I've got about three. Mm. Well, two tips and and one tool um, that we've obviously highlighted now. I think my first tip is, um, you know, we spoke about Napoleon Hill and what a difficult read some of his books are. Mm, and mm. Uh, I absolutely get that. I've actually gotten through an entire Napoleon Hill book. And guess how I did that? I listened to it on Audible um, or okay. I listened to it on, as an audiobook. It just makes it so much easier for you to digest the information. For me, it was one of those things like... I mean, English is our second language. Let's just point that mm. out, everyone. So if you ever hear that we're using, <laughs> we're not using our English correctly, uh, we speak it deliciously, <laughs> as we always say in, in South Africa. Um, we're, it's not our first language, so it's difficult for us. And reading that sort of high English, first grade, well, sort of first language English is an older day traditional. It's tough. It's really hectic. Mm. I can listen to it and I can digest it a lot easier. So I think from myself, um, it's just a tip of saying that if you maybe come across a book like that, that you really want to get through, it is easier, Leanne. I'm not gonna. Agree, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. Mm. But um, it's sometimes the content sitting within those books are still gold. So you can absolutely you take it upon yourself to go and register on your know, some sort of audio book uh, platform or something. Download it somewhere. Listen to it uh, on YouTube. There's a lot of books that are actually available freely. So the only difficulty is if uh, you don't have the premium subscription, you won't be able to actually minimize the application while while listening to it. But but anyways, I mean, it still gives you that same sort of effect. Um, it also won't hold, like it doesn't have placeholders. That's the first tip. The second tip that I've got is, uh, and this is really not really a, th- uh, a tip, it's more food for thought. 
What I do is I've got a combination between the two because I absolutely understand what, where you're coming from. It's it's there's something nice about having uh, an exhibit of books that you have uh, that have changed your life or changed or had a massive impact on your life yeah. or changed your mindset and having that displayed in your lounge or in your uh, home office. So what I t- sometimes do is I buy the book. I see if I if I can get into reading it. If I don't, then I go and I buy the audiobook. As simple as that. Yeah. I listen to the audiobook, but I still have the paperback That's for me to one. refer back yeah. to. Um, and it's it's then it's still su- sort of that holding that little sentimental value. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I don't mind paying double for it. I mean, in some cases uh, as well. Leading up to the tools, because I feel like we we haven't shared a tool in quite some time. Uh, I think a lot of you have probably come to hear about Audible. Mm. Um, Audible is my preferred audiobook supplier. I'm, I'm plugging them, not because we're affiliated once again. It's because we love sharing tools and tips and everything with you guys. So we're in no way affiliated with Amazon or Audible. If Audible's listening, of course, we, we don't mind adver- doing some advertising we don't mind. deal with you. Please, <laughs> yeah, please spare some cash because uh, <laughs> we'd love to do this permanently on a, on, on, on a professional basis day to day. But anyways, so yeah, go check out Audible. It's really, really great. Leon, you've checked out a few of them. Yeah. The reason that I want to just say Audible is because there there are other providers like Blinkist and those ones, yeah, but you just tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. So, okay, from my tip side, so yes, you're quite right. The one tool is Audible. The other one is Blinkist. So Blinkist is not going to give you the full book. That's exactly not what they do. So Blinkist is more for factual reading. They don't do fiction or anything like that, not to my knowledge at least. Um, but what they do is, let's say, for example, the whole reason you want to read a book is to get knowledge and gain knowledge and get the like bullet points, then you go to Blinkist. So they'll, for example, take Napoleon Hill's uh, book and uh, summarize it in 15 minutes and give you like the hardcore topics that's most important out of the book. That's Blinkist. So that's not really for passionate readers. That is more for your goal is Mm. to obtain Mm. information and get skills or whatever the case might be. So that's another tip. Um, The other thing that you also mentioned earlier is with regards to difficult reads, right? So what's going to happen when you start reading is you're going to buy books that just suck for you. I'm not saying the books suck. Maybe they just suck for you. The best tip I can give you is chuck it and move on. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this might, again, mm. tear our audience in half. It might You might have audience purists that say, no, push through. I don't agree with that. If the book is difficult to read mm. and it's going to put you off reading, put it down, give it to someone, advertise it on Facebook or whatever, do a trade with someone, get rid of the book and get something that you really enjoy. Um, that's the best advice that you gave yes, me yes absolutely well. don't yeah. feel bad about i couldn't push through it if you have to push through it it's a job it shouldn't be a job it should be a hobby it should be something that you willingly want to do and spend your time with the second and last tip and this might come across as a very obvious one is go find or, or go think about what are your passions in life and find a book about that that way you're going to immediately go and read something that will resonate with you that's going to make sense yeah don't just look at what other people like if if you're a new reader you're probably going to hear oh harry potter go read harry potter and then you might pick up harry potter and it's not as good a read as you maybe have thought for yourself even though it is a very good read but um you know, find something that you are extremely passionate about that you do on a daily basis and start with that. 
Um, so whether that's fictional, if it's a movie that you were very interested in or something like that, go find those books. Those are the kind of books that you can literally entrench yourself into and you'll feel close to the subject matter. You'll resonate with it. It will make sense to you. You'll get passionate. And if that is the case, I promise you, you are going to learn stuff or enjoy stuff from that book that wasn't always there that you didn't know before. So those are pretty much the two tips, you know, find the stuff that you really want to enjoy, focus on that. If the book sucks for you, again, there's no such thing as a sucky book. Um, I mean, it's really in the in the readers, uh, from a reader's perspective. But if the book doesn't resonate with you, chuck it aside, give it to someone, loan it out, advertise it on social media, give it away, borrow it to a school, give it to a church, whatever the case might be, get rid of it. Move on to the next book that's going to hopefully maybe change your life. And then from a tip perspective, like you said, there's Blink, uh, sorry, you said Audible, I said Blinkist. There's also other books, uh, maybe some cheaper ones like any books um, and so on. Just go on your um, app stores on your phones, go and search for books or audiobooks, and you'll see the list there. There's various ones. Some of them have free content as well. Even Audible has some free stuff. And that's pretty much it from me. I think this was a this was a topic long overdue. I think I can Absolutely. chat for another hour about this. <laughs> yeah. Really enjoyed this. Yeah. So um, just one thing that I want to just quickly leave you guys with as well is, uh, as Leon mentioned, Audible does have uh, a subscription basis or something, and that's probably the main reason that I use them. Is you pay a monthly fee, but you get one credit a month or something mm. for free. And that's that's more than enough for me to to get any book I want on you know, on credits. Well, like on the free credits. So I don't pay for the books. I just pay for the monthly subscription. The other thing that I want to leave you with is just touching on the automotive university that Zig Ziglar mentioned as well. As he told a story that a friend of his or something learned an entire language whilst being out on the road on sales calls yeah. by listening to audio True. content. So there's really so, so, so much dead time that you can convert into applicable life skills. Mm. Um, really, really cool. Leon, thank you so much for sharing all of the knowledge, all of the research once again, all of your experience with reading. Uh, and paperbacks and all that. I think this has been a really insightful episode for me, at least it really has been. Um, and for all of you guys listening out in the audience, go head over to our Facebook page, go share the comments, uh, share your thoughts and yeah, tell us, you know, what do you prefer? Is it audiobooks? Uh, do you prefer a paperback and why? And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's us. That's us for tonight. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining this episode. We're so stoked to have you here. We'll see you again in the next one. This is me signing off, Mono. And I'm Leon. I'm not going to take you out on a guitar tune. Maybe next episode. Maybe next episode I can bring, <laughs> bring you more than two chords on the guitar. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's us. We're out. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys, cheers.